Hello and welcome to the DM's Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons & Dragons and discuss how we might include it in our role-playing campaigns. With me, back again, Ravnica Round 2, is Hamilton. Hamilton, <laughs> hello, how are you doing? I'm alright, Fiona, how are you? I like the idea of Ravnica Round 2, like it's some really bad wrestling game. <laughs> it's a huge, like there's, there's some, someone from the Isaac League holding up like a yes. sign that says 2, and yes. they're wandering around. No, I've been having lots of lovely times in the park, in the sunshine, reading the D&D stuff, really. This yeah. the stuff about planes, whatever that's about, oh, and, what? <laughs> and, uh, and this... I've been enjoying, yeah. So that's that, it's been lovely sunny weather. So that makes everything better. What about you? I've been stuck in a, a hot TV studio most of the days because we've been doing some uh, academic filming. I think I, I sent the picture to you. The photo you. you sent me, yeah. Yeah, the photo, and it's been great. The only problem that I've discovered though is like well, the, the, we've got people in. We're filming them in person now. Everyone's wearing masks. All good stuff. But today I was sitting there whilst everyone's getting on with stuff, and I'm just there, not doing anything. I'm just, I'm over, I'm now the overseer. Mm. I, fe- I feel very much like I've got so much renowned. I'm one of these. <laughs> yes, you are now. Yeah, you're now the, one of I'm the like ring a supervisor, leaders. or yeah, yeah, or someone like a director or something like that mm. in one of the guilds, mm. and. The room we're in, there has lots of like curtains, which basically you can roll around and say, oh, I've got a black drop curtain and then we've got a mm. blue one, all that sort of thing. So yeah. we're all entirely enclosed. And there was a moment, uh, like halfway through the filming, I heard something on the other side of the curtain next to me and I was like, there's somebody there. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> too stressed. Yeah. Just basically, it wasn't like lots of noise because whoever it was, was being quiet, but there was a slight shift. And you know when you can just sense it, it's like horror movie style. And of course the interview's still going on. I'm like, what do I do? So I waited and they, they finished off the question. I went, just one second. Like, like hello up my hands, one second. And I went, shh, with the curtain. Proper Phantom yeah. of the Opera reveal. And it was the lead academic who had got lost, but I hadn't told anyone they were coming. And they were just like, we screamed very loudly. And she was like, I just, I just wanted to see how the filming was going. I didn't want to disturb. And I was like, don't sneak up on us. <laughs> like, get, get them in. <laughs> curtain goes back over. And I'm like, sit down and shut up. Right, continue filming. But I was, I was convinced. And I was like, I'm just being an idiot. You, know, you so thought you like, were like seeing things with all your horror mind like, going yes, on, yeah. Exactly. It, honestly, it was 10 minutes of me going, there's someone there. And I'm like, don't be an idiot. You're going to fucking ruin filming. Uh, you know, so it was, just, it was so funny because obviously nobody expected it. And yeah. certainly the first bit of it when I put it, there was nobody there. And I was like, there's nobody here. And then, then they appeared and I was like, bah! <laughs> so, fuck! So that, that, was, uh, that was my filming experience today. And amazing. then we've got some more tomorrow. So, yeah. But enough about me frightening other people. Hamilton, what are we talking about today? Well, you buried the lead, didn't you? Because we're back in Ravnica. We're back in Ravnica. Back in Ravnica, looking at the second half of the mm. guild. So we looked at the, the the other half of which was the Azorius Senate, Senate? the uh, Boris Legion, the House Demir, the Golgari Swarm, and the Gruul Kalans. Yes. Yeah, so this week we are talking about the Izet League, I think, mm-hmm. Izet. The yep. Orzov Syndicate, the Cult of Rakdos, the Selesnir Conclave, yep. and the Simic Combine. Yeah, there you go. Nice. You got them. And I will say, from the start of this, 
These are the more fun. These guilds. are the fun ones. <laughs> Apart from the Demir and the last one, these are the fun ones. Yeah, I think when I was reading these, I realised that quite a number of the ones in the previous one, which I think we did mention quite a bit, mm. they are like the building blocks. Certainly, the mm. uh, Azorius Senate. Clearly, that's the the goody goody two shoes one. And everyone else yeah. bloody hates them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, they've done it in, in alphabetical order, so they couldn't really do much more than that. Yeah. And I think the Boros one is, you know, they were very on the nose, weren't they, as well? Like, as yes. you said, goody two-shoes, you got your Boros, like, oh, we're going to, we're paladins, we're, we're going to fight. We're and justice, etc. Armies. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And yeah, Demir spies. Yeah, you got your sneaky, sneaky. And then, <laughs> okay, then your then typical waste. swarm, <laughs> waste, swarm, waste sewage. Yeah. <laughs> your typical sewage clan. And then yeah. you've got your barbarians, which is the Gruels. Yeah, the Gruel clans who hate civilizations. So like, yeah, brilliant. And of course, we did mention Brilliant. them briefly last time, but the the guildless as well, which does make uh, yeah. up half of these things as well. But yeah, so we're we're talking about the. Uh, I don't want to give them a, the label of the more fun leagues. I see uh, more fun the guilds. Sorry. I see them as very interesting ones to put in. Mm. And I wondered, again, when, when we talked through them, whether or not you'd have the whole party from these ones, or would you have a mix? Because then you'd have some inter-party tensions. Like, I'd love to see yeah. more of the uh, Azorius Senate, like some people from there mixed in with some of these more, I say chaotic mm. in sort of quotation marks, yeah. but sort of more clashing against that law and order, which they obviously stand quite for. You know, like always we've got to come to these and they come up with like, this is the camp campaign I'd like to make. Yes. is, And I put a little tweet about this earlier, which was like, it's uh, the good wife, it's the, it's your know, ace attorney, it's your Goliath. Mm -hmm. two team like two parties of two players right mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. follow along that mm -hmm. are there but they can't know and they've got like a maybe actually i'm gonna add another i'm gonna add another set in here so i'm gonna have three three parties and so one of them is an orzov which we're gonna talk about mm -hmm. one of them is an astorius and it's mm -hmm. a it's a courtroom drama <gasps> and they've got demir spies like oh my word as they're like uh you know like um if you've watched the good wife like yeah. uh yeah so you know they've always got their um their investigators they've always got their investigators and that would be a demir spy going in oh. and like finding out and then and you'd have like three so you'd have one party that's doing the spying you'd have one party that's like doing the we're the good guys and one party like we're gonna get away with all the bad shit <laughs> and, then, and then have like legal dramas and they have to like fight their case I, I did not think we would be talking about D&D &D legal dramas today that wasn't about Wizards of the Coast, but you know what? Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm oh, here come for on, it. right? I'd be sad yeah. for that. Again, something, something completely different. Again, as we sort of said, all Ravnica campaigns are mm. not to do with like necessarily fighting monsters per se. Mm. It's usually uh, tensions of power, political power, and the guilds. So yes, as mm. we mentioned last time, but it's always good for the context, there are 10 guilds in Ravnica, and they sort of all sort of form part of this uh, guild pact, which happened various millennia ago. Mm. It's now transformed into to a living guild pack with this planeswalker who embodies it but they take time off from Ravnica and go walk the planes and go do other important mm. ad admin shit admin um, shit and whilst, shit and whilst this person is away the guilds start the tensions start to rise as they start to grab for power <laughs> start at the beginning start of the beginning. second part yeah. uh, let's talk about the is it league mm. they are essentially one guild out of two i would say that are mm. the scientist guild yeah. and they really sort of play on this idea of a mad scientist mage punk mm. i've got written down here well it's kind of punk it's kind of futuristic as well isn't it they're making future -y stuff aren't they like hyper mana focusing lenses the chaos what they do is just like a consequence of it we talked in mm. uh, another episode about Spelljammer and the idea of the, the yeah. gnomes and Spelljammer that they are building these huge big ships but they don't stop and they don't care if like 
they break the ship because mm. they're doing it. It's a similar thing here, but in the sense mm. of like they're constantly experimenting, constantly doing stuff, and it doesn't matter. But you need the results, and it, and is it the best course of action is something that gives you an unknown consequence. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. such a cool idea. This I and like yeah. they gave that example that you sort of mentioned this idea that first of all it's like a hyper mana focusing lens, but then it's like oh it's this is the result of it. Oh, it's a scram range teleporter, uh, and then it's a, a universal refuse disintegrator, and then it's not because because the result. <laughs> So it's different every single yeah. time it's just a justification for it it's making brilliant. for the sake of making to see what happens and i must admit i slowly went yeah this is where i live i think this is actually <laughs> where i live this is where i live because it's is, like i want to make my ace attorney DD game oh no but there's gonna be this now and then i and the fact that one of the flaws is i can't make anything simple it has to be complicated and the song that gets told off for too many hoops all the time yeah <laughs> I, I felt that right at home <laughs> you, you felt this character yeah no and yeah. what they are responsible for in the world of ravnica is civil engineering and yeah. magical developments so again you could really play into that idea of infrastructure that they're trying to make something yeah. and hey you're talking about like a uh, courtroom drums i'm thinking of just getting grant fundings and yeah. like we've made this what does it do don't know <laughs> give us money yeah <laughs> like... exactly no. and also it just makes it because they make like the sewers and the roadways and stuff like that and i just love this idea that it then just built this picture in my mind of what those streets would be like you know because yeah. it would be like super complicated like steel and and magic sort of constructions in all these random shapes that then turns slowly halfway across the bridge becomes like finer steel because they figured out a way to make it less and then it gets like woven together with like this hybrid biology mm -hmm. like that makes it like a web and then mm -hmm. like before they've got to the end of the bridge it's a completely different structure as when it started yeah and i just thought oh imagine that sort of city like the tower is like heavy set stone it becomes finer and finer but not because of like architectural order or something it's just because they got better at what they were doing or yeah. it had weird consequences as yeah. it went up so i kind of i love it kind of thing love, yeah i think that's great so we've got the guild master is a a dragon so instantly i'm like oh well, hamilton will like this he's ticking all my boxes and it's got architects in it so like geez like i'm i'm there right? yeah this is this yeah it's got architects you've got this dragon who's like fifteen thousand years old yeah only fifteen thousand years old <laughs> nothing nothing again it's this idea that the dragon doesn't really do the day-to-day -day stuff they're just sort of in and a bit so you've got obviously a big sort of um board of directors uh yep. the ismundi and then you also have a smaller sort of ismagus which mm. sort of advises the dragon as well and obviously yeah. we can come to this later because again you could get onto these boards if you get enough for an hour yeah. and stuff like that so that's pretty cool but what i did quite like with the is it league it talks about how it's organized of all these guilds it's sort of like what's the hierarchy what's the stuff like that mm. and i love the idea that it is just laboratories and here is some examples and it's like yeah you've got like the ones like a uh, you know laboratory of alchemy the orientation which is supposed to do with teleportation <laughs> uh minography which is a means of duplication and stuff like that. yeah so again gives you that flavor these are just a couple of examples but you could really sort of like say to the players what interests you about i like the plasma science. dermatology <laughs> yes <laughs> that's just like it's a plastic surgery that's a really fancy name for modern plastic surgery, plasma yeah. dermatology but uh, but it's actually yeah. not what it's to do with but uh it was kind of a great name uh, but yeah, and you, but you could really flavor it like that. Like I really liked the uh, the laboratory of arcane geometry and the laboratory yeah. of uh, gravitational inversion. Like mm. you could just again, it's that sort of thing going fancy words. What could it? Yeah. Be? And again, it could be something where, again, depending on your player type, you're like I want to be assigned to the wrong laboratory or something like that, mm. and you, you have to you get bumped around like an intern. Yes. Because <laughs> you're trying to find your niche until you start your own laboratory about your own little thing. 
Which you can do. Which could be the laboratory of lost souls or something like that. I don't know. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but that's it. Like, how do we, the the essence of of ghosts and and ghouls and stuff like that, and trapping souls. There's another party, isn't it? Like, the party of, like, you've all been, like, you're the worst. You're, like, you've been kicked out of every single laboratory. And then they've made this one laboratory called, like, the Laboratory of Extraordinary People. But actually, it's just all the shit people left over from all the other (laughs) laboratories. Laboratory of Extraordinary People. (laughs) It's extraordinary. Yeah, exactly. And they're just, and then your party is all these people that have just been like kicked out of all the other laboratories for like making, like not doing it right, or whatever. Yes. Right. So the goals of this place, it is mm. that scientific pursuits with a flaming passion, the mm. search for knowledge, and this sort of almost insatiable, insatiable. Can't even say that word. I'm, I'm insatiable. so insatiable sort of hunger that you want mm. more of it which yeah. is all i mean it's a it's a big sort of trope for the mad scientist being that you want yeah. more and but here it's not power per se you yeah. just want to know more and it, i always yeah. think of it as a, like a dopamine hit yeah like, like it, you felt it? like joy and excitement it's like when you open you get a parcel or you get a new board game and they say the happiest moment is when you tear off the stuff and you take it out and that's yeah. it so imagine just opening parcels for the rest of your life that's 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 <laughs> what they're doing here. what a great way to live but yeah and it still has that sort of sense of mania and the yeah. expressions of creative energy and i think here this is the difference sort of it compared to the other guild which we'll come mm. on to about the science stuff it's sort of energy it's it's an elemental it's sort of yeah. chemistry and physics that sort of thing mm. it's like reactive stuff to that so i thought that again like you said it's perfect for artificers or but also yeah. you know wizards anything like that it, it sort of talks about it like fighter sorcerer wizards i think this came out before we had the artificer class for everyone yes. coming out so but obviously but, but definitely well, it would yeah. be perfect no it's perfect for it. and it's just that as you said it's that ever innovative moment mm-hmm. like all the time i think yeah i think it, it sounds and the wild magic origin is always what it says is like mm-hmm. the sorcerer should definitely go for so it's that as you said the unintended consequences i always think of that wild magic mm-hmm. tables and stuff and i think You'd want to be playing around with that a lot as, as with what would be the occurrence of any of your of every time you do your experiments. If your DM and GM was really up for it, you would have like a you'd try and think of some really good ways that like when they tell you what experiment they're gonna do, try and think of ten ways that this could go completely wrong. Yes. And I think that would be a fun fun thing I, to make. I would love that, yeah. You might want to join the Isn't League if you've got one of the following reasons. So you like to make mm. things happen and don't care about the consequences. You know, tick, that sounds good. Be <laughs> yeah. No time for planning, just do yeah. it. And, you know, is it. What's that famous quote? It's like, I don't know what the button does, but push it and find out. It's yeah. like famous last words, right? Yeah. <laughs> Act now, plan dinner, as I said the other day. Yes, exactly. I love that quote. You're drawn to wild magic and dangerous explosions. Who isn't? Who isn't? <laughs> you want to be an... In a, in, oh my God, I cannot say my words tonight. Innovative? Innovative. Oh god, you said it way too quick. Yeah, you want to Innovative. be a genius. <laughs> you want to be a creative genius, uh, but you relish in, in the madcap hijinks of goblins. Again, I tick all those great things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's great because uh, we know a friend of the show, Crafty a Goblin, yeah. talks about uh, this league a little bit. We talked talk yeah. about it, and it's it's one of the leagues, and it's was before there'd been the rewrite of goblins in general and stuff like that. So they yeah. get a big prominent bit in this guild mm. as a, it's something exciting for them. And it, it paints them in yeah. a very good light as well. So yeah, I quite like that as well. And I'm going to say this a few times when, when we talk about these leagues and I, I can't remember, I think I did talk about them last week, uh, last time we talked about Ravnica, but there's a few bits of that uh, Warhammer-esque mm-hmm. 40k feels like the orcs and goblins of Warhammer 40k that sort of chaotic energy of like vaulting crap on and like just i mean they're not their science is because they know it's they believe it's going to work it does work so there's, there's yeah. more to it it's kind of gave me that feel of the hijinks and the sort of 
those visuals of their their character arts and stuff like that that's sort of like pasting stuff together and, pl- and placarding it looking at it as well sort of the background you've got uh, the is it engineer so you're getting mm. like sort of add your intelligence a, a love of magical technology unquenchable energy uh you get skill proficiencies in, in arcana and investigation you get you know proficiencies in in the language of the goblin draconic and Veladakan, is that how you pronounce it? I'm Vidalcan. not entirely. Vidalcan, sorry. Again, this is a new race that is is, is to uh, Ravnica, which mm. I think we should go into a little bit more detail at some other points. I know we've also got the, the hybrid Sh- creature as well. Shorthand is it's goblin changelings. Oh, very cool. One thing you do get with this background, though, is the feature urban infrastructure, which made me think of you again, mm. <laughs> architecture. It's an idea that you just have this... Uh, whilst you've got all these, you know, madcap inventions and you know stuff, mm. you can just sort of almost like have a, a basic knowledge of how a building is. Mm. Like, ah, oh, yes, there is a two-story building. Well, its weak points are going to be here, here, and here. Or there's yeah. an exit, this sort of thing. And you can just yeah. plan it out. Whilst you don't know the actual layout of the building, you pretty much go, oh, I know how to get the blueprint for that. Oh, I can yeah. have, a, have a good guess and stuff like that, which mm. could be very useful if you're doing, I don't know, a bank heist or if you're <laughs> trying to rescue somebody, yeah. any of these things, and you're, you're the... Um, the demolitions expert again i'm thinking now of like hustle uh where, where you have all the various people that do stuff and you have yeah. um i can't remember his name now but uh the, the the one that does all the little like inventions and stuff and he brings out all the things and he's always a builder or he's always some he gets yes. not, ash he's called he gets knocked down by the car and gets insurance money that's a very uk reference by the way hustle but never mind <laughs> <laughs> that is a long time ago that i watched hustle as well but it's uh, it, ocean's 11 there you go there's you there's, there, there's, yeah. there's a more recent yeah. one. <laughs> exactly which is still not even that recent but no i know yeah. But I think the idea of knowing about like crawl spaces and knowing how you get in buildings, it did also just make me think of like, we want to build a new laboratory here. How can we blow up this building quicker? <laughs> well, this is how yeah, you get there and there and Absolutely, there. yeah. Yeah, totally use it for your own advantage. Like, yeah, exactly. like, oh, well, this is in the way, but <laughs> luckily for you, I know how to do it. Have you got any permission to do it? No, no, we don't hey, have time for who permission. Needs permission when you've got <laughs> bombs. Science! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, looking at the guild spells, so mm. your, your spells as part of the Izzet Guild tend to mm. be loud, flashy, or explosive. Um, for example, if you open a portal of a rope trick spell, the portal might be outlined in harmless, showy sparkles. So again, I'm jazz thinking, hands, jazz hands. <laughs> I'm thinking like really shit science fair, like ta-da! Yeah. You know, as the yeah, exactly. as the um, the volcano happens, erupts, and it just goes everywhere. Yeah. As a result, I just I like that. Can but, I just say how much I I always find the idea that they made rope trick the actual spell? I think is such a crazy thing. I think it's <laughs> like it just shows that they were having they were just being really silly with each other when they made up some of the spells for D and D. Because it's like, oh, we're going to make a sort of rope, and then you climb up the rope into a portal, like. <laughs> Like, done done <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> anyway <laughs> and then you get two things well you get one new thing with them they've got they're known for having the chaos bolt spell which is a favorite yes, of theirs i love this yeah it's a very interesting i've never seen this before do you want to describe like the, like what the spell does then hamilton because i think it's a very interesting one it's an evocation spell that you basically it's an undulating warming mass of chaotic energy that you throw at, at someone it does quite a bit of damage 2d8 plus 1d6 damage on a hit but then you roll for what the damage is so yes. you roll your type and if you roll the same number on the 2d8s yeah. The chaotic le- energy leaps from a target to a different creature of your choice within 30 feet, and you make a new attack roll against it. So it gives you, like, snake eyes. <laughs> yeah, this chain reaction going yeah. through it, and it could be different damage types every single time. So that that 
is a lot of fun a lot of chaotic yeah. stuff again for me maybe it's like oh, there's a lot of rolling but hey, hey, you know what i think for this it makes total sense because you're like fun, consequences <laughs> like, yeah just... exactly and if you know and it's not going to happen that often but if it does and you hey we've all played monopoly and rolled three uh, double sixes and we've been like in a row and you're like and you're like no, no jail. <laughs> so it's gonna happen it is and, true it's true yeah. and yeah if you cast it at a higher level you just get an extra d6 at the end uh for the damage type as well yeah. and it's just I, yeah, I just think it's it's just super fun that one, and it, it just really embodies the um, the the Is It League. The other thing I'd say as well, which is sort of mentioned here, and it sort of comes back later on as the Museum apparatus, mm. which is what they basically yeah. is like their arcane focus. But it's like this wondrous yeah. thing that they can make. You can roll to charge a spell off and it could be any yeah. one of the d6s you know depending on what it is but it could also fail and it's just yeah. again i like that it's like a prototype like you've got it like a, a gauntlet on an army like mm. oh, it's not working or, yes, exactly. or you're in a suit or anything like that but yeah, yeah. again very unique to that guild the, the no 100 you just when you did that remind me of the fallout uh what's it called something yeah, boy. The Pit boy exactly Pit boy, yeah Something you can easly flavor mm. some as long as you know you can roll some d6s and determine what random spell you're going to just shoot yeah. off. I think they're a lot of fun, and just you just the energy that you could think in in a game that you'd be playing would just be. I think it's definitely one that you that you've got to at least engage with in Ravnica. You know what I mean? Because mm. and you will, but uh, yeah, fantastic. yeah, at least yeah, at least once because you're like, oh god, we've got to go mm. go pick up our thing from the Izzet Guild, and you just yeah. go and there's just lots of there's a door with like whizzes and bangs and stuff, mm. and like just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> when we got to the personality traits i said it did feel like it was starting to personally attack me with their <laughs> so like it's a hard time staying focused on oh my brain tends to jump from one did i mention focus yes. <laughs> it's one of the personality traits and i was like yeah i, yeah. I get that i get That's really excited about my ideas and i can't wait to talk about them <laughs> i can't them. wait to talk about them i stop putting them into practice and tinkering them with them and i want to tell you all about how exciting it is like okay yeah yeah, yeah. been there done that <laughs> And I mean, the other ones are, are more like I pepper my speech with incomprehensible jargon of my trade, like museum droplets inserted into a weird field suspension and stuff. Mm. I've met those people. I've probably been those people, but unintentionally. <laughs> but there are people that do it intentionally. One of the flaws that like, I felt firstly attacked on was like, I get bored easily. And if nothing happens, I will make something happen. And I was yeah. like, Oh, that's me and most D and D games. <laughs> like, <laughs> too much planning. Let's go. I hit the I hit the table. You know? and nothing is ever simple, and if it seems simple, I'll find a way to make it complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the contacts as well. Mm. Again, some really interesting ones. Um, I didn't realize this, and we because we didn't really focus on this too much in the last episode and stuff. So some of the contacts they have like a romantic relationship uh, yeah. to it. I only noticed this in this one as well, to be honest. So for when you're getting a contact, for most girls, you roll twice on the first table, the contact table for an ally and a rival, and then once on the non-contact, uh, mm. non-guild uh, table. But again, most of the ones that you see on the, on the contact table, they can they are sort of uh, emotion. Mm neutral like for example number six on the contact mm. model i had a romance with a, a chemist who was working in the blister course that could have gone really really well and you like you still sort of flirt with them in some way or it's really awkward yeah, and awful. you had a really bad breakup and, and you're just like i'm sorry i just kept exploding you know that's i don't know it's something like that <laughs> But Sorry, even... I kept exploding. I just turned up to a date. Boom! I exploded. <laughs> <laughs> just I turned into. A... I, oh crap! I've teleported again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your proper time traveler's wife, right? That's uh, yeah. That, but that final one, the guild master took note of one of my experiments. You're like, that could be a bad thing, though. That could be yeah. a really bad thing. You're yeah. like, oh no. And the party they mention uh, is kind of does that, and it, it says the obvious things like, you don't have a dedicated healer, but. Don't worry, you probably could get some alchemist crafted healing potions. It makes sense, doesn't it? 
That's a problem for later. That's a problem for later. This is the crew that can make whatever they want, so uh, don't worry about it. So should we talk ranks then? So a lot of them, again, they make sort of sense. There is sort of this sort of hierarchy going up. So obviously you start at the bottom as like a, a mm. lowly researcher. Again, I assume yeah. like a, a PhD student sort of level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and when you're getting up there, you then start to make your sort of own apparatus. You know, you can uh, do your downtime for that, uh, request like equipment to use in your experiments, etc. Mm. Then you go up to the role of supervisor, uh, independent researcher, which is a specialist role. So again, if mm. you didn't want to necessarily be a part of a, you know, you could work with your DM to create your own personal laboratory. What I quite liked with this, what was it? It's and one of them, I think maybe it was that first one, the researcher. That was it. And the researcher, so one, you get you can secure the aid of 1D4 barely competent uh, attendants <laughs> to assist you. I know, yeah. And I'm, I just, like I'm just like, like I, I don't know, man. I, it stopped you know who exploding. I'm thinking of? All the who? scientists in Half-Life. <laughs> <laughs> you know the little ones that are really crap and they're just all having the tea and the tea break when you're walking through and they're all talking to you. They go, hello, Gordon. And they're all like, that's who I've got those. You know the bold guy? He's got the hair on yeah. the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, who yeah. I was just imagining is like, hello, Gordon. Uh, we're here. I we're love barely that. competent. That's <laughs> anyway. great. And then they do get up to being competent. <laughs> yeah, they do. No, exactly. Yeah. Ranks uh, three and and four. The director, so you go onto that board mm. of the uh, Ismundi, and then the advisor going onto the e Is Magnus. Is Magnus, sorry. But what I did like, and 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 it's the same for most of the guilds as well. So obviously here it talks about the Is it Lee being well mostly spellcasters mm. or obviously artificers now that yeah. artificers is a class but they also have roles for those people who don't aren't necessarily magically enabled so you have something like scorchbringer who are like mm. they're designed to protect the laboratories yeah. from i assume other guilds and not from the people themselves um i <laughs> am doing the i'm doing the hands gesture hands maybe like, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, so again, I love the idea that you you get this sort of like like because in artificers they get very intensely jealous of other people uh, as one of the things. Mm. So you could easily have a rival and they constantly like, oh, I see your experiment mm. didn't work. So you have to hire uh, scorch bringers who have these these basically flamethrowers. <laughs> I have the feeling that the scorch bringers are sometimes brought in when there's a like uh, the experiment's gone wrong. Bring the scorch bringers in, burn, yeah, it, every, burn, burn it, it down, burn it down, <laughs> and they just come in and just destroy everything you've done because it's like gone way out of hand. But yeah, this is sort of rounding off, isn't it? It's yeah. interesting, I think, because obviously chaos is unintended. It's not like they're not driven by chaos. Chaos happens to them. But as a result, it looks like they get this sort of reputation. The Isikli gets this reputation for unprovoked aggression because they are sort of spurred on to create more things. Mm. And so people are like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you building weapons? But we're not building weapons. We are... I mean, it looks weapony, but honestly, it's totally. I mean, we don't know what it does, but we'll find out when we go to but the street. They are also building weapons because Mizit is is uh, saying that for some reason they need to build lots of weapons. So a lot yes. of stuff is weapon focused. But I don't mm. know. I'm just. I thought it was worth mentioning as well, which is kind of interesting. There seems to be a little bit of like they've left a little clue and something for people to play with there with Niv Mizit uh, yeah. having this sort of. He has these visions and ideas of what's going to happen in the future and that yeah. they, need, they need weapons. All right, let's talk about the next one, the uh, no. Orcs of Syndicate. What, what do yes. we know about them? They are a religious frontage to a criminal empire, basically. Yeah, organised yeah, crime. Yes. Organised crime. So they're organised crime with the front of uh, priests and it's all about, you know, debt and yes. sin and is is equates to debt and 
promises forgiveness to those who make donations you know and they are they run the banks and they secure the riches of the city as well as being the major religious um sort of uh, uh yeah, major religion in ravnica yeah, exactly yeah so there's a lot of connotations there we could all probably put two we cents could all draw we from could all, we could draw easily too without having to mention them i'm sure absolutely. So. no absolutely yeah this, this idea that wealth is power and, and mm. money is power and yeah mm. I, that idea that you are indebted to someone and the only way you can do it is paying it back and in some way and having that sort of the religious mm. front to it where you're collecting for donations and you're like oh well we could bless you we can bless this place but uh well and you need protecting from this chaos because they really yeah. play on that idea like oh well we can guarantee you a yes. stable ordered life if you just give us mm. some money each month and mm. we'll send around our enforcers to collect it from you to make sure everything's yeah. above board etc yeah. and then it just again i'm just thinking people in black suits uh just like yeah, exactly steepled fingers like uh, at huge yes, long tables all that yeah. sort of thing it's all very hitman it's very Godfather, Goodfellas, yeah. that sort oh, of thing God, as well. Yeah, don't, don't. I've been thinking about watching Godfather again. That scene when he goes to get the gun from the toilet. Oh, I mean, that's what you want to play in this. If you're going to do this yes. one, you want to get involved. You know, you could have your Michael Corleone story, couldn't you? The you sort could. of good son really? comes home, takes over the family business. Yes, gets into the ghost council. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, this, this is an interesting guild because you can join it, but if you're not born into it, you can't yeah. necessarily get into the higher ups. Yeah, uh, so imagine like he, went, he wanted to be part of the Astoria Senate. But he did, you know, he wanted to be the good child, but then gets sucked and drawn back into the <laughs> into the power play. It's interesting. I mean, as much as like it was the one I was like, I can't see many people wanting to join this league. I mm. see them mainly as your antagonists, uh, yeah. generally. As mm. much as I do want my courtroom drama with them on the other side, because they have sort of three key roles that you can take on in the guild. So yep. uh, the first one is money lending, banking side of things, and yep. sort of, and then the, the the second side is the as we said the religious side, or the third side is the advocates, which is yes. their the advocates, sorry, who maintain offices near the Asorius courts, mm. and they are the t- attorneys who who fight to stop all their all their all their people going to jail so they are the consiglieris yeah yeah they're, they're very specialized in fraud and financial corruption because yeah. Like yeah there's all yeah. this i mean it's very obvious we've said all organized crime corruption is throughout this whole yes uh, organization. Oh, it mentions it. yeah exactly and uh, all, all over and i think what the one thing i i said i wanted to mention is that at the top is this mm. big council known as sort of the ghost council and it's mm. just of the oldest oh, yeah. most powerful undead oligarchs yeah, i forgot to mention that everyone at the top is undead <laughs> exactly. well, again, it's an idea so it's, it's a few old good old families that control yeah. everything and yeah. you know it's it's very much like pat on the back all that sort of thing it's godfather part three isn't it when they're all yeah. they're all the families meet yeah. exactly and yeah mm. and i love the idea that yeah you could be playing lower down people that are mm. the family lawyers or in the lawyer business yeah. that you have to protect certain people and they're not yeah. good people no. and so that again it comes, comes back to it like that courtroom drama but it, you could have it like almost like a like daredevil type thing where you're I was just, just thinking to, daredevil exactly yeah 100 yeah, exactly. but also in good wife if you've seen the good wife yes i have seen the good yeah wife, and they're yeah. like they're 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 also looking after some unsavory characters at times, like the the murderer and stuff like that. And they're having to like 
you know, you're having to go in and try and follow the police around and make sure they don't get some of the clues. And like, mm. that could be part of your game could be like, your person's done a bad thing, you need to go in there and detective out the detective mm. stuff, you know, and like, mm-hmm. I think that could be really fun. If you wanted to join this, uh, this guild, <laughs> I like the fact that everyone everyone starts at the bottom and they're regarded as a borrower. Yes. I, again, it's the idea that you are, are indebted in some way and the only way to improve your status is to is through your service to the guild to get up. But I like the fact that you're always in debt to someone else and that person's in debt to someone else. And that, again, it's oh, that whole idea of the crime syndicate, oh, someone's stolen some goods. Well, you and you have it and you're like well you've got to pay that person back because otherwise that person's going to come find you but then mm. someone's going to go find them and it just it gets to a point where it's like no one's on your side everyone's on their own side and yeah. it's whoever has the the biggest sort of goons to come and beat you up yeah. <laughs> all yes. that power and stuff is just yeah i just i just like that I, that status that you are a borrower so again i can imagine as a dm using that language when you're yeah. having these meetings and just just mm. talking down to people um, yeah. because of that power that it is that power play you would have to be playing some nasty nasty characters wouldn't you as a dm and yeah. that sort of attitude looking at that as well like um you mm. know you might enjoy playing a character as part of this uh, syndicate but mm. any of the following sentences so you want to move the corrupt underbelly of society and make respectable people squirm in your presence yeah. so again that idea that you know there's this idea that oh the politician oh they're doing so much good well we've got some dirt on them and they we've paid yeah. to Get, make that problem go away but now yeah. they're in our pocket and stuff so that idea yeah. that you control you're pulling the strings of yeah you've caught them down at the Rakdos which we're going to talk about later yeah. up oh. to no good got some Every, photos everyone's yeah. down at the Rakdos everyone's honestly. down at the Rakdos uh, you enjoy playing fearsome or decadent characters uh, you want to strive for wealth, lavish beauty, or both. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just imagine like describing any sort of uh, lodgings you may have, or any sort of mm. big meeting rooms that just oh, yeah. ridiculous. 100%. It's those marble, it's massive marble rooms with gold and gilt inlay. It's huge, yeah, huge yeah. chandeliers. Yeah, exactly. Everywhere. Big curtains that like droop down and everything. It's just going to be just yeah. And, every, and like, there's a beautiful piece of art with the. The lady, sort of with her hand down and and a, and a, a priestly figure putting his head to her hand, yeah. yes. and it's all oh. just so like you know, like you know, oh. and she's holding a goblet of wine at the same time. Yeah, a goblet of wine that's just spilling over a little yeah, bit. Exactly, it's, it's just decadence. All, it's all yeah. full decadence, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, capitalism is the worst. I'll say that now. <laughs> <laughs> capitalism is the worst, but the there's worst. some great artwork. <laughs> the feature of the background. Mm. Um, is leverage so again that you can exert yeah. leverage over certain individuals yeah. you can decide how reasonable your demands are but obviously the yeah. further up you go a lot of entrapment and a lot of blackmail basically yes, yeah exactly. it's kind of yeah which I, again it's one of those things where again maybe talking to your players beforehand to see like are people okay with, with that oh, sort of thing this, if you're going to be playing this you've got to have a big conversation if you're going to be doing yeah i think this yeah. is something for me I think more people should be either the whole party is a part of this, like this, yeah. this, this, or, or none of them are. Just because no, yeah. if you have one person just toddling off and then being horrible to the DM, and then comes back and is all nice and smiles. But I mean, obviously, you give the example that you could be a patron of something. So mm. maybe you're like, I wish to, I like if you again, we talked about uh, Rakdos, which I know we'll come into a second, but the idea that uh, there's a definitely one that was a contact saying, oh, uh, you've got someone in the uh, Orksov's uh, guild that is a patron of the arts and mm. will come and see your shows and stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. And 
and they'd be like, I think you need to do this instead, and and yeah. funding stuff. So you could easily you need to do a specific show for someone or something like that, and you, you know, yeah. and it's actually just or yeah, because yeah. well, when yeah. we get to Rakdos, it'll make more sense because they get up to like no good, and they also are quite uh, deadly, yes, <laughs> and so you could deadly. maybe just like accidentally assassinate someone for me <laughs> from an all yeah whoops you know make it look like an accident that yeah. sort of thing but i think having them as a villain and those but it does it automatically just when you start getting to these ones you just go like all right because the other ones were much more like chaos leaning that we the demir was obvious it was the thieves guild and they had sort of like a thing that they're just doing secrets but this is much more political yes and just did make me think of like wherever your party is that idea that they're bribing the Senate, you know, they're mm-hmm. bribing the Senate and the Demir are finding out the secrets. And it's all that sort of like back and forth of political mm-hmm. drama really came to, to light when I was reading this. And I was like, yeah. oh, I get it now. I get how that sort of builds yeah. as a group. One thing that sort of struck me, because obviously I know we're go- we, we are going to the, the tropes of like mafia, goodfellas and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. even just like there's a there was a play that was on at the National Theatre and I obviously can't mm-hmm. remember the, for the life of what it's called now, but it was about the Lehman Brothers and how it came oh, yeah. from these three brothers who then made Lehman Brothers and then the fall, the financial fall of it. Yeah. And I just, because I bought a ticket on the whim and I was like, oh God, I'm not a big fan of banking stories and money stories. But it was so compelling because it was about these three brothers and, they were, and it was just, three actors just playing all the different parts and stuff. And it was just like, holy shit, they, they went through like a hundred years of history from humble beginnings and then people obviously getting corrupt and, and or, mm. or missing things and all that sort of thing until the end when they had the yeah. crash and then it yeah. just left an empty office on stage and it was just really interesting so you could even just have it purely about the financial stuff about it about oh, modern yeah. stuff and just look for oh, that for we all know well. there's, there's enough corruption and, oh, uh, and dodgy things going on in uh, hedge funds and stuff like that like come on that's easily yeah i mean absolutely that's it. you don't have to go down the religious route as you say you can pick and choose and if you wanted to take that out that's very much the case yeah here. i think what's what's nice about the having both of the i'm now going to go back on it a little mm. bit but the religion and the yeah. financial bit of it is that it's an interesting front again I, i'm yeah. not someone who's necessarily played particularly overly religious characters in mm. my dnd settings but this has a really huge a but it makes it even it. more bastardly doesn't yes. it because it's like we are really picking on the people and it's that sort of like you can really make them evil because it's like they are taking money from the people who don't even have money have it. to give you're it for a everything. reason that they think they're doing it for good reasons and yeah, it's you, not they you think know, so... they think them saving themselves but they're just getting yeah. into more and more debt yeah, exactly Absolutely. and so it's so it just it does make them uh yeah more hated and this is where it sort of again reminded me like gave me that very minor feelings of this one of the warhammer sort of like the sort of mm. religious uh, heretic thing but you could make them more zealous in the religious side as like going out there and really like punishing people for not being a part of it and stuff like that and they could be getting like getting over you could go down that sort of route as like yeah overly taking over trying to take over because all of the it's all talking about all of them trying to make the move you know into being the dominant guild and so maybe that's their move and that's what your campaign is about like that happening and and Mm. people getting caught up in it and stuff like that just bouncing off that idea i know we're going like yeah. oh idea 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 but like have a recession in your after <laughs> what no yeah like come on like no, yes live experience right now like it does are talk going about up. it in this though it even talks about economic slump or something like that doesn't yeah. it yeah it something does like talk that, but, about but, that. but yeah because that could be quite interesting that suddenly all the prices are going up and then there's a big pop mm. at some point and then they all go down so like it yeah. rushes up to power and then suddenly it falls yes 
the Bitcoin. They have a Bitcoin. They <laughs> have Ravnica cryptocurrency. Wait, uh, what would happen is, no, you have the Izzet League make a cryptocurrency, yes. which then the Orzov try and steal. Would, but would they not be busy making NFTs instead? Well, of course the Orzov, well, if they're evil, they're making NFTs. Yes. <laughs> anyway, to quickly rush finish <laughs> off this. So guild spells, um, they talk yes. about, again, it's like beautiful, looking beautiful. The... There's like a mixture of the sort of the beautiful, the swirling mm. shadows, but then a moment of shadowy spiritual forms. And you yeah. have stuff like enthrall, command, enfeeblement. So lots of controlling yeah, friends, spells. Zone of truth. Blight, death ward. Death ward makes sense, I guess, they're all undead. And uh, gaze, which is the sort of like really cool uh, etherealness that you can you can. Oh no. Sorry, I get it mixed up with gaseous form. It's the Gaelic word, isn't it? Which means. Um... You command something. Yeah, so you place a, cre- a magical command on a creature you see within range who's forced to carry out some service or refrain from some action or course of activity as you decide. If the creature can understand you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become charmed for the duration, which is 30 days. Whilst it's charmed around you, it takes 5d10 psychic damage each time it acts in a manner directly counter to your instructions. Yeah, it's a real Ooh, big thing. And, l- and lost 30 days. Days, thirty days, thirty days. It's a, it's it's a cool controlling spell again yeah. that a villain would definitely yeah. use. <laughs> and and Lehman's secret chest is a, oh, is yeah. another is another I love great that one. one. So looking at like quickly at the traits uh, again, yeah. all sort of makes sense. The one I did like, um, mm. I can't stand to spend a zip more than necessary to purchase what I need. So I love the idea that they're tight asses as well. It's not oh, about course, spending yeah. lots miserly. of money. They're all screwed with ducks. Well, I, but I, again, I had this idea of decadent that you're spending, you throw money oh. at a problem and it goes away. No, you so just you... like throw money at your gold jewellery. You don't throw at anything else. That's exactly, it, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just like the idea that you, you're the person that doesn't, you go like, okay, we'll need to split out the bill. Oh, but uh, there I had water. The... <laughs> oh, no, but I, yeah, but I bet there's also the one, but you want to make sure everyone is aware of how wealthy and powerful you are so you will be the person that Ooh, also says, the I'm paying card, for the meal. The black Nando's car that comes <laughs> out. Don't get me started. Fiona, I'm going to tell you now, the one yep. reason I got into podcasting is <laughs> to get the Black Nando's card. <laughs> if anyone get me get me a Black Nando's card, I will <laughs> eat there all day, every day, every meal. I'm, I will. I will. I don't um, think it will do anything good for, for, for Nando's credit. But no, well, yeah, it, it will would... happen, but we'll, have a, we'll, we'll, we'll all be happier as a, and fatter as a result. Yeah, well, definitely. Looking at the contacts as well, we've yes. got lots of undead. Lots of family relations yeah. as well, which I love. There's one that just says, a giant thinks I'm adorable, um, yeah. which I could I be like a that. great ally or a great rival. But I like the idea that the giant doesn't realise that you're a rival. Yeah. Um, and also, like having a giant in a guild about... about well, maybe that's like, why you don't like them, because they think you're adorable, and they come up and like, squeeze your cheeks, and, like, and it fucking hurts, and it's like really embarrassing every time. And you're just like... Hate that giant. I hate him. I hate he always him. like puts me down. I'm now a director. Did you not know? <laughs> Did you like... not know? Do you not know who I am? Uh, yeah, yeah. you're and gonna then... definitely say that when you're one of these characters. Oh, a thousand. Yeah, Do you, yeah. You have to say that every time you go into a building. Every, or any every session you play, you have to say it at least once. And and just the thing to note about the ranks as well. So mm. you get a uh, syndic. Yeah, there's knight. There's ministrant, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I think that ministrant. And then you get uh, pontiff as well. So again, mm. these sort of various ranks that you get through more and more service to it. Interestingly enough, the final two you get given a, a thrill in yeah. some way. They're really interesting creatures. Mm. They're sort of like constructs, but they look like gargoyles. So suddenly, there's one that's a winged one, and mm. it's almost got like a gold plated, like almost like 
plate for a head mm. and like uh, gnarled teeth with gold on it and stuff like that. So they're little creatures, little constructs that you would go and do your bidding and stuff. So again, the mm. idea of like getting servants to go do stuff and everything like that. It's Worth just... noting that they're they're called constructs. They do look like animalistic as well. They, they're not yeah. like they're not like constructs in the sort of warforge sense i think as well as yeah, gonna just absolutely highlight. the thing quickly to note about them is that they have a reaction called self-sacrifice mm. so when a creature within five feet of the floor is hit by an attack the thrill swaps places with that creature and is hit mm. instead so it's this i again bodyguards like sort of like they're diving in front of you and all that sort of thing and you're like, they're like no no I can't do that. You know what? Maybe we've been watching the bodyguard wrong this whole all time. It's all wrong. about she was an Orzok. Yeah, she was an Orzok all this time. The syndicate itself, obviously, it's built on exploitation, extortion, so it can't really rely on other guilds right. to come for its time of need. Um, doesn't need to though. Doesn't need to, but it appreciates guilds who promote order and stability. Mm. So again, maybe it's a bit like maybe would side with the the Boros, with the Selenia, and the uh, Azorus. Uh, senate as well if it needed to i think that's it they'd be using everyone and they'd be yes. getting them in their debt that's it so everyone's an opportunity for putting in debt really isn't it and that's and, uh, it i'd see that as you're not yeah. really a friends with any of them but they're all um apart from i can imagine though the only one would be like the golgari sorry the gruel sorry who don't have any like they wouldn't yeah. care about debt <laughs> so i mean I yeah they don't they like, won't believe in it what? yeah that'd be quite interesting they'd yeah. just be like like <laughs> what are you gonna do you're gonna fight all of us oh, well, <laughs> like literally um, i think you're fine yeah because that's, that's that's the interesting thing as soon as you don't accept that as a form of power then they have yeah. no power over you exactly right? yeah should we go on to the chaotic fun one <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, why not? Back to chaos. <laughs> Here Back we to are. chaos. Back to chaos. So the cult of Rakdos. Mm. Where they all look like they're either Hela or Maleficent, basically. Imagine, if you would, the film The Greatest Showman. I'm there. I'm there, Fiona. I've got, I've got Hugh Jackman. You, he's singing. You've got Hugh Jackman being yeah, yeah. Jamie little... Bartman or whatever he's called. Yeah. Imagine that, but in very, very tight, spiky clothing and mm -hmm. they're shouting yep. blood, blood, blood and they're, they're covered in stuff. They're torturing people yep. and it's all Fabric about... on a Friday night. Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> Not that I've ever been there, but yes. That UK <laughs> reference of... I'm an old woman. I, you, I you were young I, once. I was never part of the cult of Rakdos in, in Fabric oh, in that well, nightclub in London. Fiona, I feel like we need to get you into Fabric at some oh, point. You need to at we, least go there at least once in your I feel like lifetime. that's a really unwanted episode of Deanne's Book Club, which I'm just miserable <laughs> in a corner. Just, for people at home who don't know, it's an underground club in uh, Farringdon, which was very cool about 10 years ago more than it is now. I think it's still cool. It's still, yeah, it's still cool. cool. I'm just not cool. But All essentially, right. the cult of Rakdos, they put on shows to show mm. how irrelevant everything is. Everything mm. dies. Everything's meaningless. So why mm. not live in the moment? Why not have this sort of hedonistic go for it? It doesn't mm. matter. So they have this sort of like do what they want, but as a result of this sort of philosophy, all of their performance art is has a mean streak to it. Mm. Like it's the sort of stuff where you go. And I can imagine it being like re, it's a comedy show where if you get insulted, it's not just like your ego is insulted or your reputation is insulted, but you probably get insulted like physically, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> physically attacked. You get assaulted, not yeah, just assaulted, insulted. Assaulted. 
Well, so far, so so good. You've, you, you, you're missing one of the key critical elements, which I don't know if you're just about to get to, but is that what you're about to get to? No, tell, tell me what it is, because I probably wasn't. It's run <laughs> by a demon lord. Oh, I, I, yes, sorry. <laughs> forgot to I mention forgot that. that. <laughs> forgot to know. It's run by, it's run by Rakdos, the demon, uh, <laughs> who's one, who was at the original guild pack. So yes, it's considered yeah. this necessary evil, yeah. um, because most people, whilst they won't admit to it per se, they actually secretly enjoy it. It's this idea of guilty mm. pleasures and stuff. Yeah. But... Yeah, going back to that original guild pack, they wanted, uh, they decided that we must give something so that people, yeah, these these demons, the impulse of demons, fiends, humans, this idea, channel it in a direction. So they gave it to Rakdos to build the cult of Rakdos and stuff. And so basically just built it in his own image. Tends to fill roles concerning entertainment, mining, and manual labor. Yes. But I think they, they focus mainly on the entertainment. Uh, which is yeah. I mean, definitely for the the, the color for or definitely the color and the history for it for yeah. sure. But maybe maybe you're just like no, we're we're actually just the miners. We're just we're just uh, we're just we're just doing physical. We're, we're just the builders. Doing, it's just like these there's people in jesters' outfits just mining, <laughs> right? Okay. What are you looking at? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also the Rakdos as well is the uh, demon lord of the riot of the riot mm, as well, which yes. I think is kind of interesting. So it kind of gives a bit more of that that sense of what they are and again uh the warhammer i'm going to bring in again on this is the dukari uh Mm. who are the dark elves if you want like that's what they were used to be called and then like so they have the eldar and the dukari and the dukari they have uh jesters they have a jester uh and they're all about hedonism and they've totally been corrupted by this uh one of the demons in the other warhammer ones i I think it was. I don't think it's Nurgle. I can't remember which one it is off the top of my head. Uh, but anyway, oh, my not, point not is ganache. That's that's something completely different. Ganache is, ganache is <laughs> that's something you put on a cake, but it's yeah, also exactly. uh, but they, uh, they have but they have a, an art uh, a, a set of models that you can get, which are all like in jester's outfits, and they're all very jestery. Mm. And it's a very similar art uh, style. It's just reminding me very much of them. So it, yeah. again, it just loves little vibes of. Well, I'm just coming through on well, this. Well, and uh, to jump on that reference fest in the way, so I've yeah. been reading the Rivers of London books by oh, Ben yeah. Arovich, and in the first book, slight spoiler, but they talk about this riot, the spirit of um, Mr. Punch. And oh, if yeah. you've watched any Punch and Judy or know the story of Punch and Judy, yeah. he's not a nice guy. Nope. But he's this idea of this, he is the spirit of rebellion and like, ha ha, mm. you can't control me. I'm Mr. Yeah. Punch. This idea that... You sort of bring that sort of thing, that spirit of rebellion into like rowdy mobs. You can think of like mm. anytime you've been to see a sports thing at a mm. bar or a pub and everyone gets very excited and rowdy because obviously mm. their team's winning or losing. And it's just like... You mentioned intense. the Fratellis the other day. You know, me giving I did me mention the Fratellis the other day. <laughs> Which I didn't think we needed to keep giving their money. But like... <laughs> But inside yeah. the cult, as we sort of mentioned it, there's a demon, Rakdos. I predict a, a riot. That was a similar time, I've, wasn't oh, it? Oh, oh yeah, you get the... Yes, Kaiser the Kaiser Chiefs. Yes. Oh. Um, no, I predict it right. Anyway, sorry, it's all very um, culture. It is. It is. It, well, that I, I think that's a good thing to pull on, really. <laughs> but it feels a bit punky as well. It feels a bit more like they're a bit, yeah, a bit yes. like your seventies punks as well. That's true. Of, that's another thing to pull on as well. Sort of clash this, and stuff. Yes, yeah, so it's like this. It talks about it. There's a phrase here that uses like it's destructive entertainment. Mm. So yeah, it's almost anarchic in nature because it sets up 
stages mm. like in yeah. you know street side alleys that sort of thing maybe even very fringe theater yeah no it know, is very fringe theater isn't it yeah and i think extreme you've just made me think of a really bad like way to get them like in debt so i remember reading a story that uh, pete townsend used to break his guitar after every set for a long time and uh, in the who and they weren't making enough money to pay for his guitar so they got into really they lost so much it like was using most of the band's money to tell him to stop breaking guitars and having other guitars brought on that were shitter and cheaper so that he could break it at the end but you can imagine like someone who's got into this guild gets into debt because they keep breaking their set so they then have to go to the orsos for some money and that's mm, how they get into debt the money so that lenders was, absolutely yeah, that was yeah, what i was yeah, thinking yeah. You might enjoy playing a Rakdos character if you've one of the following statements is true about you. You enjoy mayhem. You like yeah. playing showy, dramatic characters who are often the centre of attention. Oh, um, I've never done that, Fiona. No. Not, not something I've ever done. No, nope, don't know what uh, that's you're, about. You're drawn to bards or warlocks. Mm, that sounds uh, a bit like a Fiona. That, <laughs> Fiona. Sounds, that, that sounds like a Fiona special, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you find the idea of finding a heroic way to participate in a demon cult sounds fun, like a fun challenge. It does sound like a fun challenge, to be honest. Yeah. Like you're trying to make the best of a bad lot. Like you, maybe you are like, I just want to. Maybe I will get picked for that Broadway show, yeah. but I have to do these little rubbish shows. Is this a Hollywood? Uh, is this an analogy for Hollywood that actually really? the end of it is all you're all the demon of fame or whatever? I like, yeah, I like that as a, as a story. To, oh, that sounds good. Joining the cult itself because it, basically the cult of Rakdos it attracts misfits and malcontents, which again I love that sort of like mm. phrasing of that. Yeah, and and it talks about and I have seen this on a stream as well that there is like almost like a roving circus like of it's mm. been going around and it, every night there's like pop up tents and stuff like that. Yeah. But you must earn your place to be on the stage, and yes. so going through the ranks and stuff like that means you you're a backstage person, you're an extra. And then you make your way up to being like a star performer or even a ringmaster and you get ridiculous titles going up as well. And so becoming a part of the um, of the cult of Rakdos as a whole party, because then you could be like, we are all a band. We are all a, yeah. group of, a troop of performers. Yeah. Uh, someone is the face of the party, possibly the bard being the master of ceremonies or the mistress yeah. of ceremonies. And then everyone else could have an act. You know, they could be, we could be the fighters and, and barbarians. They could be strong people. And it's just, it just fits so well, this idea of performance. Yeah. It doesn't matter what class person. I think that could be really, like a druid could be the person with the snake, uh, you know, all that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, why not? That's that one feel. That's it. I can't talk to one of animals. No, the snake's what brings people. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> the monk is the person that puts the contortionist that puts themselves yes. into jars. That's your uh, Cirque du Soleil yes thing, isn't it's it? Just, yeah. And yeah. to be honest, it's very Cirque du Soleil, this whole thing, isn't it? You know really? what? That could be it. That, if you didn't want to play too much into, like, oh, the demon cult of him, you're like, well, we're actually Cirque du Soleil. Um, we're, just, we're just making our time to putting out a new show, getting feelers yeah. up, but we have to do it <laughs> with these guidelines. We must do a sacrifice at the Yeah, end. The, to be honest, the problem is, you know, it's like SAG Afro. You've got to be part of the Actors Guild, and the only way to be part of the Actors Guild is to be part of this Demon Lord's cult. Oh, no, it's just part... Ah, unionising. <laughs> yeah, I said we should sign up to Equity, but no, no, no. No, no, no. And no. spend money on the guitars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They gave you examples of what kind of professions you could have. You, if you didn't want to go for like something like, mm. I guess it was something based in the world of Ravnica. So you got stuff like spike wheeled acrobatics, lampooners, mm. fire jugglers, puppeteers, pain mm. artists, noise musicians, and hell beast riders and uncagers. So again, mm. I love that idea. I lo I'm like, a pain artist sounds like something that shouldn't be on on display. That's but right? Isn't it? <laughs> the, I, oh, it, it totally is. We will tear your soul apart. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So their feature, the background feature for the Rakdos cultists, uh, is fearsome reputation. And I think this is, a, again, really interesting one. Because we've, we've talked a lot about the law stuff and like bribery and corruption and leverage, all that sort of thing, and obviously experiments with the Isaac League. Here, people recognize you from your your um, yeah. reputation, but they don't want to draw your attention or ridicule because obviously the whole point of you is like making fun of those in power and then making those who aren't power the silliness powerful and that yeah. sort of thing. So yeah. that you will get away with minor criminal offenses, such as yeah. paying for your food at a restaurant. Like, no, I'm not going to pay. And they're like, okay, <laughs> like, great. <laughs> or breaking down a door. Or, or yeah. As long as there's no legal authorities witnessing the crime. So the Azori yeah. Senate maybe like would that. be like, what's going on here? Or the the Boris League going like, stop that. But everyone else is just t- turns a blind eye to you. Which I, I, kinda, I think that's a really cool idea, to be honest. I think it's really, it's, they've really, I think all of these ones, they've really thought about very particularities to to their guilds in all the sort of thing like the the last one having the sort of ability to sort of pressure and leverage people i think it's great and this one is is equally fun i also love the names of the ranks in this i know yeah so good yeah it goes from extra to sideshow act uh blood witch which will go into a bit more detail Mm. star performer Ringmaster. Ringmaster, yeah. All great names. The Blood Witch, though, is also really cool. Yeah, the Blood Witch. So, again, this is obviously a very special role. So, this idea that these. So, the Cult of Rakdos, they don't believe necessarily in hierarchy per se. Uh, These are like the official sort of like um, ranking officials per se. So, this is the closest they have to it. This idea that, you know, they are uh, assigned to torment a particular enemy of the guild. You know, and it could be someone that's a family. That has mm. is it a family? Is it a guild? Is it a person? Mm. Is it a concept? They love their titles. They love yeah. the names. So again, great one to, to talk about. So like, you know, if you wanted to, uh, just in general, so it'd be like the disintegrator of law and order who undermines all efforts to uphold the law. Yeah. So that could be anything, and that could affect no, so many guilds. Quite cool. I think yeah. the Blood Witch Disintegrator of Law and Order sounds like a freaking cool title, right? I think so too. <laughs> yeah. I guess the the only thing I'd say with this is that with the cult of Rakdos, it's chaotic. Mm. It could easily be, I think, unless again having and, and I know we say this every time, but if having that conversation with your friends, saying like you know the players saying, oh, yeah. "Look, this is a very like gun ho demons sacrifice, hooray, anything goes, yeah. that sort of thing." Let's talk about it anyway. Again, this is something I I would prefer everyone to be a part of. The cult of Rakdos as the party rather than just one person because otherwise that yeah. person's going to be constantly undermining the the other no, I, maybe maybe not i will say I but feel it just feels this like is the thing that seems to happen a lot really i think it's, it it feels like most of these you kind of need to pick a side and and as a party stick with it in some respects i think yeah you could always have a, a, a demir because yes they're a spy so they mm. that kind of works and that could yeah. be uh, exposed spies and you're using them and like the party know yeah. that they're a spy or the party don't know a spy and that's kind of fun and everyone's so up fun. for that but i think yeah. other than that it feels very difficult to manage when they have very opposing sort of like beliefs and sort of ways forward yeah yeah, you can't imagine like any of the law ones like uh, the uh, azora senate or the boros league being in a party with unless they've been forced together for some reason well, that's it and i think but then you as you said that's going to be might be very difficult and i, I think, think it, i think it could be quite difficult certainly as a as a if your first time 
dealing because again we said this before like the reason why we split this into two episodes is that there is so much between them mm. and whilst the last episode i think we struggled a little bit because we we're like oh there's nothing really grabbing us here we're like oh these these skills are really interesting but it's yeah. only because they really work uh with the other ones so that's sort of that that's exactly uh, it they comparison need the... and contrast well as we yeah I was going to say about the planes. We've been looking at planes in some ways, and there's a similar sort of yes. similar sort of things with planes, isn't there? Really, in D and D, with that idea that there are yeah. some that are are there because they are a necessity of the the order of things, mm-hmm. and they only work well because they bounce the other the more fun ones are the ones yeah. that bounce off them as sometimes. Mm. So, so yeah, no, I agree. I think I think seeing then and to come back to this at the end of end of the cult of Rakdos, I can imagine it being fun in small doses. Um, yeah. <laughs> and but again, you, I bet you could have a whole campaign of it. But I think you just have to have that talk with your players, make sure yeah. that everyone's on the same page. And then if they're like, "Oh, we want to get out of here," you're like, "Great." Uh, House Demir wants, uh, wants, wants has left, yeah, has, has given you a calling card. So then, next one, yes. then, Fiona. What's the next one? So we have the Celestia Conclave. Very interesting. Again, to compare it to stuff like the Gruul clans and the Golgari mm. swarm. Here now, it's like everything is natural. This nature and civilization live together mm. uh, as as peaceful and they coexist peacefully. And the guilds can do that too. Their whole aim really is peace. You know, that's what they want for the mm. the whole of Ravnica. But it's not a foregone conclusion. There's this. You know, they want to have yeah. this order in this chaotic sort of way. But in order to do that, you must agree with them. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. It's like we want peace, but we want everyone to join us but, in that peace. But it has to be by being our on way our side. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so it's a very naturalistic... It's trees, essentially. It's You've very got these- hippie. It's very hippie. hippie, very yeah. It's you know, it commune. is. It's com- it's commune. That's literally the best way to think about it. It yeah. is communes around trees. Each one of these communes, they're sort of led by a dryad. Yeah, all these even cooler dryads, the Zod voders, aren't they? A voder is just what is like a, a dryad who who's just the leader of that yeah. community. That's it. And then there's the, the guildmaster, the guildmaster, which is a series of dryads that have all put Used their life together. energy together, and the their leader leader the original guild pack leader matt celestia which is the world soul so the world yes. soul three dryers fused together with the world soul into a single being to embody the will of it it's interesting because i i guess because people are like oh it's, like you said there's a oh hippie communes nature that's good i yeah. instantly go cult <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's, it's definitely considering how we just talked about a cult of, of demonics and things this one is like well again very similar because everyone has to think the same as them here is their agenda mm. to get yeah. across it's a good agenda you know and it says they think it's good it's peaceful so a lot of cults, <laughs> so a lot of cults. Yeah, they think they're right but it's this idea that it's for the greater good for the good of the mm. people all that sort of thing but it, what's interesting about it, i think the key point about them is that they're very aware of the other guilds being very chaos heavy mm. conflict happening and they don't like that so the way they're getting around it is by just having the biggest guild. <laughs> yeah, no, I like, that's it. Yeah, and they just get more people join. So it's like their original mission was to sort of involve conservation and charity, mm. all good things. But this focus has long been expanding its community in which all the members are catered for and nature is preserved in, in harmony with civilization. For my seedlings to survive, we must grow an army capable of overwhelming such ambitions. You know what? It feels very much like an Apple presentation. 
or a Tesla presentation with certain CEOs talk about stuff and like, we need to be as one. And so I can imagine it being a proper tech presentation, but about naturalistic and, and trees mm. and environment. And There's your rules off though as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and, but you could also talk about climate change, anything yeah. like that. And just be oh, like, yeah. well, it's for the good for, of everyone. And we know what's mm. for the best for everyone because most people have joined us. So, so uh, yeah. <laughs> so looking at uh, Selenia mm. uh, Conclave characters, so you might mm. enjoy playing them if one of the following statements is yeah. true. Uh, you like the idea of being part of a huge peaceful community. So again, Sounds could be right. quite good. Yeah, yeah, especially if you you have ties to family, that could be quite good. Mm. Uh, you like playing druids, rangers, or spiritual monks. Mm -hmm. Again, that could be quite good. you could have almost like a Doctor Strange type thing there, I guess. If you yeah, having that sort of the uh, the the ancient one and stuff like that. The ancient ones, oh, yeah. So again, yeah. that could be quite good because they have a different agenda, perhaps, and it's not being mm. shown through. Uh, you believe in victory through respectful teamwork. Overwhelming numbers in both. <laughs> um, respectful teamwork, yes. Overwhelming numbers is yeah, that's where it changes, isn't it? Just in uh, case, yes. And finally, you want a spiritual connection to something bigger than just your character. So I know, I know, we're sort of making fun of like, oh, there's something else here because we've got we've just come from the cult of Rakdos. Mm. But I feel like it's quite. It's a lovely. No, it is nice. It's very much it's like nice. you're happy, like let's just enjoy and chill. And it's very like as I was saying, uh, as like. I was reading stuff about Mount Celeste the other day and I was enjoying that because it was all very calm, R&R, &R, chilling mm. out by a beach sort of ideas of like, hey, let's all just do some yoga and you know um uh, uh, gary brought a guitar he's about to sing wonderwall <laughs> it's always bloody gary isn't it of course it's, of course it's always bloody gary but he's yeah, playing but gary wonderwall. was the doom we have a gary was our is our uh is our blood hunter <laughs> so he's oh, whoops. The... <laughs> no, it's fine. well he well he's chilled Bill. out considerably he's since chilled then. he's chilled out since then now is he yeah yeah <laughs> If joining the uh, Selenia Conclave, this idea of, um, mm. I think this is the easiest one if you wanted to be mm. like, oh, I don't really have a mm. family family to say for this. You'd be like, well, mm. you found your family or you've grown up yeah. as an orphan, all that sort of thing. That could be good. Or you don't remember where you've come from, perhaps. If you come from mm. another guild, maybe you've lost your memories and they're helping you because they're having that sort of helping healing thing about yeah, it. Yeah, and it's that sort of druid. You were talking about druids the other day and it's like those uh, druidic oh, circles, you know, so it's like yes. that sense of belonging and the... And it's it's a, it's a much more approachable sort of mm. spiritual group over yeah. the others, I'd say. And that's what's yeah, quite... Yeah, so they're the other religious group... Mm. Uh, and we compare that to the uh, to the one we just talked about, the the syndicate. Yeah. So it's interesting because obviously they they're religious and finances, whereas mm. here we have religious and military roles as well. So they, mm. you know, if you, if you're a fighter or a monk, that you will have something here as well. Mm. Whilst so we again, nobody's it's not necessarily a structured hierarchy because yeah. hierarchy could indicate people are different and individuals and we can't have that everyone's equal and, and normal <laughs> and mm. no one is above each other but i quite liked how yeah this, it's all about almost that sort of reflecting on yourself again that's a very good point about mount celestia this mm. idea of like you're on your own journey and you yeah. need to discover that there is something bigger than yourself and the, what's bigger than yourself here is the community needs you to be a part of it for in order for peace to come? So you need yeah, to lay it's got down a bit that so. Arcadian nature to it, hasn't yeah, it? That's a it good, does. great, good little bit. And uh, I like how everyone talks in Sylvan. I quite like that. That's I quite nice. like that too. I wish Sylvan or Loxodon, so mm. you could have your you have your elephants, which again is another race we could talk about at a later point. Uh, yes, exactly. They're, they're new to this. They call their magic Dorovati, which is the Sylvan word meaning gift. Yes, it is a treasured thing. It's not like mm. a curse or something to be worked on. It's something that's a special, which I quite yeah. like. 
their feature as well for their sort of background, the conclave shelter. So you mm. will always count on shelter and aid so that they can mm. hide you. You can, you know, if you, mm. unless you've been, you know, in, proven to be a danger, that you're going to bring danger and threats. But if you need to get away from somewhere, that's quite good. In addition, uh, you can also receive free healing and care, but you must provide the material components for the spells. Mm. Now, that's interesting because I feel like, again, I don't give a toss really about material components. I don't have time for mm. us to go shopping for your charcoals and your yeah. jellies and stuff. But I don't know, maybe here you'd be like, I feel like, like I guess if you provide, I, I would say for this, I would change it to be like, you provide something yeah. uh, like at a later point, which mm. will lead to a role play moment of some sort. Like you have to, I don't know, help out at the food bank or or like give yeah. it some time or something I'd like that. I'd say if it has like a 100p GP diamond, you just pay for the diamond. You don't pay for anything else. I think it's the only one I could think of off that. Mm. If it's a material, like a really obvious financial one. But I think you're yes. right. I think it's like, yeah, if you just provide a service for them or you like, you just, you can, you maybe you just have to work till the fields or do something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Know, or something. Do giving back to the community in some yeah. way, I think, just because I just feel because I I don't keep track of material components. But I think no, they're I very don't. cool. I think they're very yeah. cool when it when it talks about like you know smearing this charcoal and I do this. It's like that's oh, very cool. Don't have time. You know, we want to we want to get going. Yeah, to, well, I'd stuff. say as well, like a player's got to do it. You know, if a player wants to do it, they got to do it. You know what? That's completely fair. It's something to talk to your players about that. Yeah. I think. But I'm not going to, I can't handle all that. <laughs> Looking at the characteristics then, again, this idea of a tight-knit community. I never raise my voice or lose my temper. I'd rather make a friend than thwart an enemy. I have much to be proud of, but I am still just one strand in the grand interwoven tapestry of life. Now that person's going to be a real fun at parties. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> looking at ideals and stuff so and this is interesting because obviously most of this stuff is lawful good and lawful stuff yeah. but i love that again it's like harmony order life humility evangelicalism, <laughs> evangelicalism. Yeah. Uh, but then that evangelicalism is like when we all have joined this less near conclave ravnica will finally know peace and in brackets any alignment because <laughs> you're like what? that could go either way couldn't that it? could go either way yeah a healer nursed me to recovery from a mortal illness would be like a bond, stuff like that. So sort of yeah. like very much those sorts of things. Flaws. I assume that people mean well until they prove otherwise. So this oh, sort of like being very naive, I guess. Naive, yeah. But again, this uh, really cool one, this idea that um, I am trying to atone for a life of crime I led before I joined the Conclave, but I find it hard to give up my bad habits. So yeah, obviously we've talked about briefly in the last episode that you can switch between mm. guilds and stuff um, and you lose sort of renown and that all that sort of thing mm. but this could be really interesting this idea that you did belong to the the syndicate or the the, so the house demir or any of the yeah rakdos as well and you've just gone i'm gonna go this this just go down this other path and you're still again it's this idea and we've, i know we talked about this recently this idea of going on this journey and you you're still healing you're still proving mm. yourself to your you know being happy with what your life is so that again could be very interesting as a role play yeah, just a roleplay moment or a roleplay story, I guess. The contacts again. It had a romance one. There's a romance yeah, one as you mentioned. One. In the uh, non-Celestia uh, contacts, we got at a time of terrible grief in my life, a Ragnar's performer made a mockery of my pain, leaving me with mixed feelings of sadness and humor. So again, I I do like that that you could take it either it, way. We always have a friend that you're like, you're a complete asshole, but I'm still friends with you and I don't know why. <laughs> and it's because you make me laugh occasionally. <laughs> yeah, until you make fun of my pain and then I go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I think there's always, it's also because 
some you i think uh, everyone thinks that someone else is more friends with them than they are and everyone's probably doesn't want to be friends with them anymore but you you will do it for each other <laughs> maybe the other one i just want to quickly mention about the contacts as i once had a heated public argument with an is it chemister and mm. neither of us are allowed back in that restaurant um <laughs> and so i'm now building this idea that you, you your one love in life was this beautiful like i don't know vegetarian restaurant and then you're not allowed back and you're like because you're on the wall and it's like no i'm not a associated with them i've come no 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 you're bad, you're bad. <laughs> yeah. this one has loads of different roles and ranks oh um, it does again, loads of special roles loads and of special roles yeah. again it's the idea that this community there's always a space for someone mm. and again it ties into that sort of religious and militaristic one as well yeah. so there is one that has uh the i think it's equinauts I think that's a pronounced way. You just ride yeah. Pegasi and serve as warriors and scouts. And what you gain for that? Oh, you get a Pegasi. And you're like, yeah, well, that's I'm, great. That's what's kind of thinking like, yeah. Great. I get a flying horse. I get a mount and I can just go around my little conclaves. That's great. We mentioned this the other day. Have you ever had a mount in any of your games? No. Neither have I. I. Well, never, just never come across I joked any. about it once because um, yeah. I was a paladin. Oh, and right. I, I had... I, I can't remember what the feature's called now, but I made a joke that I had like a little entourage and stuff like that. And then it turned out I did actually have it in the feature. So then mm. I just was like, well, I now have a horse. And then, but I was making it up at the time rather than mm. like I gain, I, oh, I think you'll find I gain a horse. I didn't like. Yeah. So, yeah well, I've just never used a mount. I've never, never played any games with a mount or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, it sounds like a lot of, unless you're like, oh, we're going like somewhere. Let me hire a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Because the insurance for horses is really expensive. <laughs> Is that horse um, roadworthy? <laughs> you tax that horse. You're like, yeah, yeah. It's a these sh- these shoes are duds. No, I got just replace them. Yeah, I just got to replace them. You need shoes and pads. What? Oh, and pads. The suspension's all over the place. Oh, <laughs> I love to, it. To finish off, Selenia. What's interesting about this is that they see everyone as a potential ally. Yeah. Every guild compared to the other ones. But as soon as this other, another girl reveals themselves to be hostile, then all cards are off the table. Uh, and it's hostile not only to the Conclave and violence in general, but to the world soul as mm. well, which I yeah. thought was really interesting. And that makes sense if it fits with the concept. Again, D&D coming up with good concepts and sticking with it. Really? I, I actually quite like that one. I think it was, again, because I'm not... I, I, I'm coming around to the idea of, like, druids, and, and I know there are more to druids than nature. Oh, if you no. listen to a previous episode. No. Don't worry, I've got the, I've got the rogue lined up as well. <laughs> Don't you put it. All it's right. fine. I also do me the pleasure of yes. introducing the last guild. Yes. What is this last guild? Well, what is this last class? It is the Simic Combine. Now, this is... I think the most unique, I'd say, mm. because they are a scientific, another scientific guild. Um, yes. I'm going to read the beginning. It says, the secrets of life are revealed in the laboratories of the Simic and their research notes plum and catalogue nature's wonders. Their original mission was to oversee issues of public health, but they came to believe in that complete health of individual society as a whole depends on the mutual adaptation of nature and civilization to one another. Thus, biological experimentation has always been among its primary concerns. So they have seen a need to grow a utopia, and that utopia comes from biological experimentation and hybridism and is, yeah, and it's sort of those sort of, what's it called, biophilia, I guess is it, and sort of, and there's a lot of architecture that uh, there's a biophilic architecture, which is all 
Bill, like a Calatrava people will know. I think he did them um, famously. That what's that art gallery on the water that has the wings that open up? Is that one Minneapolis? Minneapolis? Minneapolis art gallery. Google that. Okay. Uh, we'll do. It looks like it's all bone structures and stuff like that. Very oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah, but it's that sort of idea that their people are all about. Yeah, the simic hybrids, which we should probably said talk about, where they hybridize their bodies with other animals to gain benefits yeah. and sort of um, make these super humanoid hybrids. Really, yeah. Compared to the Isaac League, which were, again, I think people, most people would think of when we talk about mad scientist tropes, like, mm. oh, electricity, it's alive, that sort of thing. Mm. This is more experimenting. I see this more like mutants, so like X-Men style, that sort yeah. of thing, this idea. I see this as more white labs and, like, do you know what I mean? Like, the much more clinical, you know, and it's all um, nip-tuck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Nip Tuck. Um, I was thinking like Stranger Things. I Strange, did that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Stranger about, Things. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's about harnessing supernatural powers, but not through the elements, but through other biological yeah. means. So this exactly. is like your biological mad science. Yeah. Sort of we're going to take chlorophyll and put it into humans. And I think compared to the chaotic sort of way, uh, even though they will not say it's chaotic, the Isaac League is here. It feels a little bit more like well, we want to reshape it. We've got an idea of what we want to do. We want to try it and. And they're fascinating. I want to continue more. And it feels more delicate, more reserved, mostly mm. because they're not doing it like willy nilly, so to speak. They're, sometimes they're just doing it to themselves. Um, like they're creating these things. Like, again, there's some beautiful imageries of like people with like all like jellyfish sort of tentacles coming out, the skin changing colors, and, mm. and yeah, biomancers and terraformers is what I, yeah. I was reading here. Like, oh, and yeah. but it, they've got a very interesting sort of like um homeland i guess is the word yeah. for it like the only other one i could think that has that similarly like gruel find the pockets of uh wilderness that are left mm. and live there and then the golgari live in these sewer underworlds yes whilst the others really have their own they're all basically in the cities if you know what i mean mm. like they have their own houses like they have the or chapel, trees if or you're trees part of the conclave yeah, yeah conclave Whilst, yeah, that's true as well, the conclave of the trees that they live around. But these have things called zonots, which are vast sinkholes, yeah. and they pierce layer upon layer of crumbled cities. You know, that idea of the the layers of cities of generations that go down to ancient long, and, you know, the ancient long forgotten ocean waters. And um, they have their own culture and ecosystem uh, that has a speaker that is the leader of all of these. And then there's a prime speaker who serves as the from among them as the guild master, yeah. yeah. Because the original founder was it says no one knows except for the first or family name was Simic. And that was it. But um Yeah, they know nothing else about them, which is great. I love that as a sort of like a story hook. But I think it's kind of yeah, it's interesting. So this idea that you'd find this there's this place in one of the districts where you'd find this huge chamber at the edge of you know, the below the street that then just disappears down into mm. these you know, like troglodyte homes that they have, like yeah. in the in into under the, the into the walls, or like, yeah. or I think of Star Wars Coruscant, another Star Wars reference because this was a troglodyte they filmed in the troglodytes, didn't they? But the um, mm. that sort of hive world as well, yeah. where it's just like, but down into the underground and these layers, like layer thirteen, thirteen, or whatever it is, or something mm. like that. You know, you just keep going down. <laughs> 
as far as it would go up. I think what's cool about it, because again, it doesn't really give too much in the sense of like what kind of ecosystem, what kind of culture. I think it gives it a lot of flavour that it could be anything. Mm. And it talks mm. when I talked about the experimentation stuff, obviously it, it suggests ideas of like, you know, like jellyfish, you know, any sort of mm. creatures. Usually it usually seems to be underwater or oceanic sort of creatures. So I can imagine like if you're doing like a almost like an anglerfish perhaps so everyone has a sort of horrible little lights um mm. above themselves but it's a reading light so you can do your reading at night um mm. <laughs> but i just it's just an interesting concept which i hadn't considered and it maybe fits in very well to that custom lineage stuff that people are talking yeah. about as well if you wanted to maybe if you did we're like i uh, don't want to do the hybrid for example for mm. whatever for i guess because we'll come on to it a little bit because it is kind of tied into this sort of thing but mm. You could do that in terms of the custom lineage. What I will say is that the Simic uh, Combine, what I do quite like about it is that it has this philosophy of the two principles, which we've come across say, a little yeah. bit before. Like mm. not only like Strixhaven, when they do their their sort of schools, they have two opposing principles, mm. etc. But also I'd say in, in a way, perhaps like the factions as well of, of Sigil, like there's always a philosophy in some way. And whilst the other ones, there's like, oh, well, money is power, etc. Here you have two principles, which sort of like, one is like we need to um, uh, promote nature, mm. and the other one says we need to perfect nature. This idea yeah. of sort of hold fast and upwelling—that's it. Yeah, it's the sort of sense that um, the natural order of evolution will allow evolution, as mm. in evolution will occur naturally to affect with uh, to the experiences around it. So, like it says that the sponges will and kelps will anchor themselves to the floor so they don't become adrift. However they can then with that knowledge means that they can adapt the situation mm. so that the adaptations are beneficial to perfection of nature so that you know so it's like genetic modification we yeah. understand evolution so in order to evolve do gm foods we use those principles that we know to perfect and or like even just plants like with flowers mm. and um and grafting and stuff like that you know you graft mm. a most roses are grafted nowadays because they're so weak. They have yeah. to be grafted onto a wild rose in or a wild rose base in order for a, a rose to actually grow, like the beautiful roses we have. So that's why you always, if you buy a rose like plant, you'll find that it's actually you'll notice the graft that's been put onto a much more gnarly, knotted object below wow. because the roots are all from a, a wild rose, which won't create any beautiful flowers. Kind of what... I, I, that is such a cool like again cool fact i didn't know but also i can imagine if you were describing someone who just found out that they're part of this this mm. combine and you explain to them, like, well you see you're like you're like a, a rose mm. i've put onto a shitter rose um yeah, exactly. <laughs> and have that sort of yeah. that sort of thing and yet you, it has again almost like an internal conflict as well you've got the utopians versus the adaptationists mm. um and again it, it suggests mm. that if you're part of if your party or one of your party mm. is a part of it you're more likely to be about the adaptationists because you're willing for change or you're moving mm. or you're doing something to move that forward but again it's like almost like this internal conflict within the guild itself as well as comparing the outside to it so i just thought those cool mm. layers that you could do on that was pretty pretty nifty i thought and you can imagine that their way of manipulating a situation if it ever came down to it would be would like my one design would be about manipulating a situation and it would be about positioning creating the like one of them would be about letting it just lie mm. and hoping that it works itself out and others would be all about like well if we if we you know say this thing right now that will make them think of that which will then push these people in the right direction that we want them to go in sort of thing and i feel like it's how you'd have to try and think of how they play and act 
you know yeah. that sort of like it will be very subtle and about manipulating things and in with very simple ways about pushing mm-hmm. you know i don't know pushing people in certain directions and then yeah the final thing i just want to talk about the history mm. of it is it sort mm. of mentions offhandedly this guardian project so mm. these are the actual experimentation so i kind of mentioned it a little bit before this idea that you combined uh it calls it stock so human stock elf stock etc and with the characteristics of like crabs, fish, jellyfish, and a variety of other animals to give them natural weapons and armor, mm. so gills, venomous stings, etc. Yeah. So again, it and later on it sort of talks about it's like, well, was this something? If you're joining this um, this combine, is this something that you volunteered to do, or is this something that you were forced mm. into? Maybe you were trying to repay your debts in some way, all that yeah, sort of thing. And again, an interesting sort of backstory, but was it just a? it's a medical trial and you're like yes i will do this it seems fun um or something much darker which i think could be really interesting but yeah, yeah. if you you might enjoy playing a character one of the following statements is true you're mm. drawn to the image of the mad scientist tinkering with the fundamental forces of life you like playing curious wizards druids or mutants mm-hmm. uh, prying into secrets and mysteries that inspires your curiosity and finally you want to make the world a better place through research and as it says out with the joining it, and you, we mentioned it, there's sort of three major paths again. Like there is a lot of these have more paths. You have the scientist one, which is the, the science based, obvious guardian, which is about, you know, you are involved as a test subject in the guardian project, which is where you are basically being pushed as to be like muscle or a spy or an infiltrator. And you're being used to like, to be an experiment to see if you can become better at those things as well with their magic. And then a deep sage, which is you're the ascetic, you know, contemplative life. And, you know, you're yes. meditating on the philosophical principles and, mm. and figuring out sort of things. And, you know, rid- deep sage describes short philosophical riddles bordering on paradoxes into shells, exoskeletons and stones. So I can imagine them just being laying around in the place that you might find these little like esoteric yeah, like, thought processes. Yeah. But, but what is upwelling yeah you know like oh how can rick never give you up but also disappoint you by never giving you up but but also (laughs) never never let you down and never letting you down and never coming around (laughs) etc and hurting you and hurting you (laughs) i just want to i've never put a rick roll in in a kid well now we've we've done it it. even rick rolled (laughs) but i think deep sages can be a really fun character to play as an npc oh yeah uh, you know so you just like oh you have to take the deep sage somewhere wait a minute though one-on-one campaign and you just you basically describe really crazy meditative trips (laughs) yeah oh amazing yeah Yeah. we're just gonna improv this (laughs) basically it's troika i guess from what i gather it is troika yeah yeah a thousand percent we're we're gonna play D &D as a deep sage but really what we're doing is playing troika (laughs) for the rest (laughs) And, um, and then we'll have a bit of D&D for five minutes and then you can play Troika. And then I can play Troika. Fantastic. Yeah. That's all I ever wanted. Uh, looking to the background, yeah. um, feature of researcher. So you, mm. when you attempt to learn or recall a magical or science fact, that if you don't know the information, you know where and from whom you can attain it. It doesn't mm. mean you know it. Mm. You know where you can go for it. So again, a really good thing to be like, oh, I need to know like certain things. Well, I've got... I've got an idea where it's going to be this place. And, stuff. and so I can imagine as a DM saying, where do you think this place would be? And letting the players describe mm. it. And then you're like, cool. Yes, that's exactly where it is. And But having your own little caveats on it. Because I, I definitely would, if the player was comfortable, mm. like, giving that reins over to it and saying, yeah, you'd know where to get this sort of stuff. It's 
you know, it's like that. It's that Da Vinci Code, like I need to get to the library sort of moment. But if you're able to describe it and maybe mention a couple of NPCs, you're like, excellent. So now you've set a couple of challenges because you know maybe you need maybe it's time sensitive information. You need to get it ASAP before a deadline. Mm. Um, the NPC that you need to speak to, they're in jail. They've, they've got debts, etc. All that sort of thing that you could put up. They had two heady a night at the Rakdos, and then, then yes. you need to and, and they and haven't now, woken and up now yet. They're they... nonsensical, and you yeah, have to exactly. sort them out. Yeah. I like uh, the personality traits. Mm. Uh, I can't wait to see what I become next. <laughs> Yay! That's, that sounds fun, actually. There's one that says, uh, I can't resist prying into anything forbidden since it must be terribly, terribly interesting. interesting. That's what I was looking for. For that particular one, I imagine that character has to have a, a faux British accent. Like, I, it must be terribly interesting. So why, <laughs> why else would it be locked up? Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, but and then you got like stuff like logic for ideals. So it's foolish to let emotions and principles interfere with the conclusions of logic. So again, cause could we feel very much like a a Sherlock Holmes type of character, perhaps? But it's about uh, spectrumization. Obviously, I know there's like ideals to Frankenstein here and all that sort of thing as well. Um, just again, the idea that it's lo- pure logic over emotion. And mm. you're not getting carried away with the chaoticness of it all. I also like that I'm more interested in taking notes on monstrous anatomy than in fighting monsters. So in the middle of battle, you just realise you must make a DC, you must make a, like an intelligence roll to stop going, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> oh, to, oh, like, shit. oh shit, sorry, I'm into the fight. He's like running at me whilst you're like sorry, sketching sorry, you're the right, sort of right. like, anatomy. I, I, I'm so sorry. Look, it's going away. It's going away now. The iPad's going away. It's really interesting how it's biting your face off. <laughs> just, just stay there, and I'll just sketch just it stay out. There. Could you hold yeah. that for a moment? I'm just interested in this new teeth that it's brought out. Oh, it's venom coming in there now, is it? Oh, wow! Oh, it's venom. Can I just take a sample of that? Could you just put your cheek a little bit to the left so you can like? <laughs> Stop. Okay, that's a lot of blood. Oh, oh I've got oh, it all over we've... my. And then we lost another one. Yes. <laughs> So looking at the rank and renounce, so this again goes yes. back to sort of hierarchy stuff. One thing I did want to mention, uh, so it goes from technician to researcher mm. to uh, project leader to clad leader. So obviously clads are sort of like parts of it, basically like a bit like laboratories, but for Glade, uh, I keep getting around Clade, yeah. um, but a bit, they're a bit like laboratories uh, that yeah. I had for the is it. But I wanted to mention as a technician, so really early on, if you have uh, any kind of pet, familiar, mount, or animal companion, you can add one random adaptation to it from the minor adaptations table. It's like the idea that you're constantly experimenting on something. And again, mm. it could be it could be seen as quite dark, I guess, like a feeling like Full Metal Alchemist style. You're like, mm, it's oh, yeah. not a great thing. There's definitely Full Metal Alchemist vibes in this, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, 100%. But you could be like, now Mittens has got the power of flight. And you see Mittens just flying around, like, chasing after rats at an even bigger speed, you know? Mm. It's kind of cool, actually. I quite like that. And you get on, you can call on a Category 1 Krasis, which is like a medium monstrosity that you that is in deep sink holes that serve as laboratories and guild halls with a civic combine. Employ the biomonsters employ a combination of magic and scientific method to create novel life forms. They coax new morphologies from existing creatures. If you look at the images, so you've got category one, category two, and category three, so medium, large, yeah. huge. And the images, again, we've always said this about um DMD art, but obviously Ravnica, yeah. Magic the Gathering art. So these creatures, they're scary. They're big, they're horrible. Um, and the yeah. you don't want to be fighting them. Lizardy thing, watery thing, crocodile. Yeah, so the battering Kratos is a fusion of a hammerhead shark and a powerfully built beast. There's a crocodile frog, a lizard drake. Yeah, and then you have the major adaptations table, minor adaptations table. So you could, oh, you can actually create them. 
as well. Sorry, you've gone to the actual beastery bit. Yes, I clicked through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, they yes. have these tables of like major and minor stuff. So you can make, I guess you get to a point yes. where I look at my latest creation and you roll on the table like, ah, it has flight, but it also has a hypnotic display. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, um, they are quite cool. Oh, my gosh. The category three one is freaky. Crocodile turtle crab yes. is not something I thought I, I wanted to see. Yeah, and the shamble shark is a shark crab. And, and then a, a shark toe crab is a improved shamble shark that includes octopus elements as well. Rounding it oh. off very quickly. So yeah, the Simic Combine, they have an affinity for guilds that care about forces of nature. So again, the, the Conclave, I guess like the Golgari the swarm Golgari. as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. This is again that idea that they're just you know they had that rapport, and they do have a rapport with this uh, the sci- the other scientific of the Is It League, but they're just a little bit different in the sense that they're different methods, different sort of specialist fields, and definitely in the contacts one, you can easily there's there's definitely one that says I have a friend that's at the other guild, and we meet for lunch and discuss our findings and yeah. stuff, which again could be quite a cool role play moment. There are the five other. Guilds yeah. of Ravnica. We've almost done two hours of us that's talking about lot, it, isn't it? That's just, a lot. We've been. I think it's because they've inspired us a lot more, and so the, a have. few of them have just made us think of things that we'd want to do with them. Whilst yeah. the other ones, as much as we did, I think we enjoyed the Senate because we were thinking about all our political dramas. But yeah, oh. definitely the more exciting end of the spectrum. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the more chaotic, more not necessarily not more niche guilds because they like obviously you got like the conclave is bigger. Our, we're finding our niche, aren't we? Chaos. I think we're finding our niche. Yeah, with the chaos stuff, and I guess yeah, is is there one out of all of them that you're sort of like really drawn to? See, I. Th- yeah, I think I think it has to be like the one that is definitely me as a person is is it like that's just what yeah, the is it, it is. League, yeah. But I I still think that like I think playing an Azorius campaign could be interesting. I think the Azorius think, is quite fun. I think really. that'd be really fun, and I think that's if you want to go down that real political battling against the Ors of and and inter- interacting with the Demir in a bit in that I think is the is the campaign I play. Mm. Uh, I think like the ones I I probably interact with all of them but i think it'd be azorius orzov rakdos and uh the is it for a bit of fun yeah that would be the main the main ones that i would that's it probably yeah. have in a campaign so yeah. i think it i think it's interesting because obviously you could make it your campaign like only like three of these guilds if you needed to because mm. again as you as we've said we had to split this episode into two just to talk about it mm. i think what would be cool is to be like sit down and think okay which one is the strongest strongest one so maybe the uh, the, uh, the Azorus Senate isn't as strong and it's just barely holding things together or they are super mm. strong with the backing of the Boris Legion. Like mm. maybe there's a huge big, I don't know, election and then they have to be like a hung parliament or, or mm. hung guild pack or something like that. And then you have mm. just, again, you could work out who has what power, like, oh, they only have like 5% or they only have whatever. Mm. Like maybe if you if you were getting rid of the, the guildless because guildless, like I've said before, they count for fifty percent of all the population. So mm. really, they're not that much. But I, again, if that's the sort of thing that everyone is is a part of it, and then there's an underground movement. So, so yeah, I think for me, I really like Ravnica. I wasn't sure going into this if I would no. like it because I I got this impression that oh, it is it's a Magic the Gathering one, but it's not everyone's favorite. Everyone prefers like a Strixhaven or the a Mythic Odysseys of Theros. I really like this. I like the detail and how. We've, I found something 
interesting in every single guild. Would I play with all 10 guilds? No. I think I would have to like build up to that. Because mm. I do think all 10 guilds have something really cool to offer, but it's just such a lot of information. And it's I think it's very hard to give a primer to someone uh, like a players and like, get them on board per se without doing like some mini one shots or something like that. You would feel like when you're doing this game, if you're running this game, you'd need your players to have read the book, like all of this book. Read the book, F- have that buy-in. Really yeah. have got behind all of it because there is a lot to learn and it's and and that's everyone sort of knows Forgotten Realms and you can jump into it because we've yeah. all been <laughs> if you're playing D and D, all been sort of made aware of it. But also it's very there generic in a very i mean in the nicest possible way and that there is it is you know fantasy and it's on the line and people yeah. understand it whilst this has got a very particular quality to it and it is mm-hmm. about you need to know you need all your players to know what all the other clans were mm-hmm. you know all the other guilds were sorry so that they can they can make informed decisions and and figure yeah. out what they're going to do because otherwise but, it would be too complicated you're right and because there's nothing worse than being in a game and you go oh you meet this person from this guild everyone else goes <gasps> And you go, mm, what do I, how do I react? You know, because yeah. you don't, there's a, there was a video the other day that came out, which was about like the DM that wants to be, their campaign is a novel and they're telling you all this stuff and it, oh, it's in the primer, blah, 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 blah. You don't want to take that moment away from somebody. Mm. But at the same time, if they, if they, you know, haven't engaged in it, whether they don't find it interesting or yeah. they've just not had time, you, that shouldn't count against them because it's a game that we should all play in. So I, it's a tricky one. Yeah, I'd say this is the sort of one that would be very hard for that to happen, though, because I think you have, you just, the whole, this game is not about rolling dice. I don't no. think it's about think so. political intrigue, and therefore, the, if you yeah, don't know all the players in that in that political game, you can't, you won't be able to enjoy it. I no. I don't think that's yeah. how I would say. No, Whilst I other games, you don't need to you don't have to know who the Harpers are if you're playing in the Forgotten Realms, and matter yeah. you might like you could the DM could just explain to that to you there and then. But like Planescape, you would need to know. I think like it's hard when you're in it's Planescape and you don't yeah. know all the factions. I guess because Ravnica is just one huge, mm. massive city world you know mm. it's, it is like it's sprawling so it's just part of the it's embedded in the sort of mm. the culture and all that sort of thing so mm. yeah lots to think about lots to think about and i will be it's not the last time we've, we'll see ravnica for sure i'm sure we'll be back looking at the 10th district and all that sort of thing as yeah well. i think i'd be i'd be interested to de- delve more into it and mm. but so would you go and play like honestly would you play a campaign of this or not now that I've spent time reading all about yeah. it, yes, I you think yeah. I think because it's just it's there's just something about it that makes it really interesting. Like mm. I can Im- imagine like playing a character in in majority of these sort of guilds and stuff, and mm. and finding it interesting and stuff. But again, it's that it's all those factors of like, is it a party that is all of the same guild? Yeah. If it's not all the same guild, why are we all together? Is it a one off? Is it, it? Can I? Is there a moment to have those moments with your contacts, for example? Like mm. again. Going back to that Strixhaven sort of analysis, the obviously you have a, a rival and a beloved or a friend, etc. Mm. And they're very different, but they, I guess it's a bit more obvious and to mm. interact with them because it's it's high school. Whereas mm. here it's like in real life, say, like, oh, it's so and so from a different department. I have to be nice to them and I, I don't know. Yeah. You have to know what they do, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah. a little bit more to it. But I overall I'd love to do it. I think we've gone around on it a few times. You would have to be in the same guild. I think that's the fundamental. I would say, like, unless I just think the ca- the campaign that you would have to make when they're from a different one mm-hmm. is not Ravnica. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. then you're just doing the we're all having to band together to fight the world, and you're like, well, you could do that. In- 
you can do that in any campaign. I think this is really, I'm going to say, I've said it enough time, but it is, I think, unless you really love the setting, then that's fine. But I think yeah. if you really want to get into Ravnica, then it's about being all about part of one of those guilds mm-hmm. and about adapting your position within that and maybe moving guilds as well. Mm-hmm. But about, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of where I feel. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Hamilton, thank you so much for joining me on this. It's epic. Of mm. Like I said, we'll be back again at some point, I'm sure. Uh, tell mm. us, what other projects are you working on? Like, what's coming out? But what is it that we, if we wanted to hear your lovely voice and see your <laughs> lovely face on other things, where can we do that? Where could you do that? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, if you uh, find the Dragon's Jewel uh, podcast, you can find that wherever you find podcasts. You can hear me talking, playing game shows or actual plays that are on there. There is also, we're doing stuff for T4C. And so, something that I'm working on. I was doing before we recorded this is prepping for a Murkburg. I think Murkburg. I said that right. Murkburg uh, game. They'll be doing like a, it's a four-parter is what we're planning for. But as everyone jokes, there's a, there's a, there's a Hamilton one-shot, which is about an eight-parter. So we'll see how oh. many it goes. But no, I've got it. I'm using a pre-published adventure, but I'm going to be adapting it because, you know, can't keep it as it is. But yeah, it should be fun. We're going to try and get it all arty, getting all dressed up. So I mean buying some i've been raiding amazon for some fun stuff so yeah no that's what we'll be doing and then yeah other stuff maybe fiona and i will do that blood hunter thing we keep talking about it's coming it's coming we just need to sit down and get dates but yes it's on the list it's on the list how about you what where how when why 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 fiona Why? why fiona i don't know but who am i i am fiona uh what am i well i am a podcast host of where what am I rolling? A twice monthly RPG one-shot podcast. Look at that seamless. Um, when does it come out? When? A uh, fortnightly. 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 <laughs> How on podcast platforms? <laughs> we and we cover lots of different RPG systems, all the way from actual D and D, but to other things, other uh, sort of indie RPGs. We've done solo RPGs. We've done uh, RPGs that just involve to- tokens and just talking about it. We've involved lots of dice rolling and stuff like that, mm. and. Yeah, that's all taken on. We also do interviews with other game designers and stuff. We've done a lot of stuff with Freeland. Very good ones. Very good ones. Thank you very much. one and... Death in Space. Death in Space. And Ruins of Symbarum should be out by now. This, um, Which is a very very cool setting that's been set... It's now been sort of transferred, streamlined, um, converted into 5e. It has. Did very well on Kickstarter. Well, apparently it's one of the most popular settings that was asked to be put into 5e. That's incredible, um, really. I mean, go. I've got the setting in the original book. I've never got... It looks really cool. Again, it's one of those ones I've like, got it, need to read it, mm. I haven't got the time. No, I'd love to do that. Well, it's, it's very much like the uh, Celestia Conclave, um, mm. this idea of nature and civilization being mashed together, but not mm. so much living in peace and harmony. So. No, that's what I got the impression of. Yeah. But... Also, if you're out there, you should be listening to The Long Haul 1983 because it's bloody good. I'm going to keep going on about how good that is. It's just Can like, you... it's like an audio drama. It's audio drama level quality, full oh. level, everything. Amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that, that second part of that should be out very, very soon or will be out by the time this is out. And finally, finally, I know it's a very long episode. We're almost at the end, but we have an offer code. Yes, us. It's us, uh, 10% off uh, Third Space Gaming, which is your friendly local game store in Burnley. Mm. Um, if you type in the offer code DMBC, 
into checkout, you've got to do the hand gestures. I do hope when work. the guests come on this show, they do the hand gestures as well. Because if they yeah. don't, I think that's... They look that's... at me very funnily. <laughs> they go, why? Well, um, if you ever you... listen to this and you're going to be a guest, you have to get the hand gestures in. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise it doesn't work. you're not coming back on. As I said, you type in DMPC into checkout to get 10% off your first order. And that could be on anything. That could be some RPG books. That could be terrain. Hey, pre-orders for the Sunless Citadel. No, I said that wrong. It's the Radiant Citadel. Journeys to the Radiant the, Citadel. We could, we could, you, could blo- you could also buy... Uh, yawning portals to play Sunless Citadel. Yeah, Yawning Portal with the Sunless Citadel. It is very good, Sunless Citadel. It is a very good. It's one of the first D&D modules I ran, but I ran it um, in the previous, was a 3.5 edition. Uh, mm. I converted everything to 5e, and then I picked up Yawning Portal, and I was very cross. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, well, it was already, Yawning Portal was out, and you didn't even realise. Yeah. Oh, Fiona. I oh, know. Fiona. I know. Well, I know. on that bombshell. <laughs> that bombshell. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll speak to you, see you, hear you next time. See you see on, you the, on flip the flip side. side. Bye. Bye. Can I tell you a joke that you can take out of the out of a thing? Oh, right. go for it. Go on. Uh, then. Okay. It was. It, I was going to give you the joke. It was. Um. Uh, there was a, a headline on the thing today about like the top forty Bitcoin traders are under are underwater right it says are underwater, underwater. are going underwater as in like they're they're struggling for money financially oh, and then okay. so that was a headline and so someone's yeah. got like got the two characters from the muppets the two um waldorf and, <laughs> and stanler and stanler yeah and they're going to say the first one says that and the second one goes well at least now they have some liquid assets oh <laughs> Oh, sorry. I just like that. That. Was, that was beautiful. They're in deep water. Sorry, that was it. Not underwater. Deep They're in water. deep water. That was it. Yeah. And I, I like still good. I got. I got. You got good. the joke. That was I got the joke.